Hey, Goal Getters. This is Kristen Guile, and I am so excited to share today's episode with you because for once, I get to turn the tables and interview our very own Cindy Kuzma instead of listening to her interview other Goal Getters. So I sat down with Cindy and her writing partner, Carrie Jackson Cheadle, to talk about their recent book, Rebound, which is all about training your mind to bounce back stronger from sports injuries. So it combines their wealth of knowledge. Uh, Carrie is a mental skills coach with a lot of specialized clinical expertise, and Cindy has been personally victimized by a ton of injuries herself, and she's also uh, had years of running experience and is a freelance journalist. Uh, so she has a lot of experience with talking to interesting people, hearing their stories, and translating them for the wider world. I was so excited to have them on because their book fits perfectly with this theme of better, faster, stronger that we are focusing on. And I think it's really interesting because when athletes or even just you know the regular human population get injured, we focus a lot on the physical rebound. We focus a lot on what can you do to physically recover? How do you get off those crutches? What's the rehab, the physical therapy look like? And not a lot of people are talking about the mental skills that you need to develop to cope with what can be a really isolating, confusing time in your life. So that's what this book is about. Uh, There's actually nearly 50 mental skills and drills that injured athletes can try their hand at. So this is a book, yes, but it's also a a do-it-yourself, do-it-as-you-read almost workbook. Um, So they shared, you know, how they came up with these mental skills and drills to include. They also let me in on some of their favorite athlete stories uh, and how various athletes have rebounded and bounced back from their injuries. One of my favorite ones that they talked to me about was a basketball player named Jackie who tore her ACL five times. And instead of giving up, instead of sinking into a depression, she used that time on the sidelines to really watch and analyze the game and become sort of a player coach from the bench. So you'll hear that story as well as other highlights of writing the book and what they hope readers take out of it, whether you are injured, whether you know someone who's injured, or whether you just want a little bit of a mental exercise to go through um, to help sharpen your own recovery skills. So I hope you enjoy this episode of We Got Goals. It was so fun to interview Cindy and to hear her answer our two main questions about a past goal that she's achieved and what she's working towards in the future. It was a joy to have her and Carrie in person to talk all things coming back better, faster, and stronger. So enjoy this episode. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not a Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Kristen Guile, and today I am so excited to interview Cindy Kuzma, our very own podcast editor and superstar extraordinaire, and Carrie Jackson Cheadle about their recent book, Rebound, about training your mind to bounce back stronger from sports injuries. How are you guys? We are good, Kristen. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I've heard so much about you guys. Well, we are excited to have you, or as you guys say on your Injured Athletes Club podcast, we're sorry you're here, but we're glad you're with us. I'm not sorry you're here. I am glad that you're here. (laughs) As you guys start to do some of your tour promoting around Chicago for your book right here during Chicago Marathon Weekend. 
Yeah, well, we are excited to be here and we're excited to meet lots of runners this week and give them a little peace of mind as they head into their race. We hope they're not dealing with an injury, but if they are, we can help with that too. Well, why don't we start off by having you guys tell us about how the idea for this book was born. Where did it come from? Well, for me, um, I think it first was born the in one of my very first classes in graduate school. So I, when I studied sports psychology um, back in a while ago, 2000, early 2001, I think, <laughs> I had been an injured athlete. And I remember being in one of my classes and thinking to myself, oh man, like I really could have used this coming back from injury. And it wasn't an injury related class. I just knew that I was, um, some of the psychological struggles I had regaining my confidence after coming back from injury. So for me, I think the very first like seed was planted in that class. And Cindy, I know injury has been a topic you've felt personally victimized by in recent years. Yes, I feel like injury is out to get me specifically. <laughs> no, I am a, I'm a recreational runner who I've been running for about 20 years and have had maybe close to that many injuries. Okay, probably not quite that many injuries, but I've had quite a few injuries in that time. And I noticed that each time, even though the experience was really difficult, I learned something that made me a stronger runner later on. And I started writing more and more about that kind of topic. And that's what brought me into contact with Carrie. I'd interviewed her about this topic and similar ones several times, and she kind of hinted that maybe this was something that she might be working on, a book about this topic. We connected uh, on social media um, and then met in person for the first time in Asheville, North Carolina, and decided to make this book a reality. That is awesome. I love the idea of meeting strangers on the internet. It's how I've met most of my good friends here in Chicago at some point. Uh, Carrie, you might not know this. Cindy will be very familiar, but on the We Got Goals podcast, we ask our uh, guests two big questions, and I'll ask you guys the first one right now. So what is a big goal that you've had in the past? Why was it important to you, and how did you get there? I think this book actually was a, a really significant goal um, for me. It's funny that it took that long for me to decide that this was the second book I was going to write. My, I, I wrote, my first book was a huge personal and professional goal um, that I, I wanted to work towards. But it, uh, So it's been really interesting to have this second book um, that, was a, that really should have been the first book. <laughs> I know. What was your first book? Well, the first book was um, On Top of Your Game, Mental Skills to Maximize Your Athletic Performance. And that was more like general... Um, mental skills training for athletes that are healthy and, you know, competing. And so, um, but, but because it was such a huge, like visceral experience going through. So I, when I was in the program, I, um, actually got injured while I was in the program. So my first injury, my first knee injury happened before the program. Um, and I tore a meniscus and had surgery. Um, and then the second one, I tore my MCL during, while I was right in the middle of my studies uh, and I decided to take it as an opportunity. I was like, all right, I'm going to apply absolutely everything that I'm learning and um, to my recovery and see what it's like to have those tools. And it was such a huge, profoundly different experience from from the first one to the second one. So really, I mean, in a way, if I think about it, that seed was first planted when I was in in that class um, and going through that process of of coming back. But I I'm not sure why I didn't dive into that first, you know, so this really, you know, if I think about it that way is, it's been a long time coming and just, um, and not just the book, but 
having the collaborator, having Cindy, and then also being able to think about it in a bigger picture, like really helping athletes that are recovering from injury from the podcast to the book to the Injured Athletes Club Facebook group, like to really tackle this in a significant way um, has been just a really meaningful goal to work towards. Yeah. It sounds like the timing has worked out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Cindy, you've asked this question many a time on the podcast. Now you get to answer it. Yeah. Well, I have to echo what Carrie said. Um, Obviously, just writing and publishing this book is a really big goal. You know, I knew I wanted to collaborate on another project, and I knew I wanted to collaborate on something that was really personal and meaningful for me. And as we already discussed, there are a few topics more personal and meaningful to me than recovering (laughs) from injury. And to Carrie's point, there just aren't a lot of resources out there for this side of the injury equation. I mean, anyone who's been hurt knows that the experience is not just physical, it's also mental. You might feel isolated, you might feel like, you know, stressed out and then robbed of your ability to cope with stress or your mechanism for coping with stress at the same time that you're going through the stress of an injury. And you might even wonder like who you are if you're not an athlete. And I've had that thought before. And so to be able to find someone who has really worked with athletes on this and help produce something that scales, (laughs) that can go out to a bigger group um, than any one article I could write or, you know, any one client that Carrie can consult with, although, you know, she does a lot of different things to, to get her information out into the world too. But just to, yeah, as Carrie said, work on something that touches people in a lot of different ways, create a group, create an online community and work to get this information to the people who need it has been a really significant goal that, that I've accomplished, that we've accomplished together. It sounds like it's been a really meaningful project for both of you. I'm so excited to dive into it more. I think the first thing that struck me when I was reading this book was that it's incredible. it should be incredibly obvious that there is a more mental side to recovering from injury, but that is less prescriptive than how you would recover physically. Like Physically, it's really easy to say you do these exercises, you ice for 20 minutes three times a day. The mental side is a lot more nebulous, I would say. So how, and your book is full of studies and research and personal interviews and really helpful strategies for athletes. So how did you guys start about going to find the research on the mental side and developing all those strategies that are laid out in the book? A lot of it came from the work that I do with, uh, with my athletes. So when I first started in my career, I just happened to specialize in working with cyclists. And when you work with cyclists, you're going to be working with people that have crashed and are coming back from um, injury. And so it was through that that I gained a lot of experience. So I had, you know, I had um, known some of the research that was there. So there, I mean, and really there is quite a bit of research, but so far it's been mostly shared with practitioners and not actually with the athletes. And so I think for me, that was a, um, I finally sort of realized what a big gap that was. Because when you talk to people, Everybody knows that there's a mental aspect of coming back from injury. Like anybody that's been injured will tell you it is definitely a physical and mental process, but they're getting a lot more support with the physical piece versus the mental piece. So, you know, as we, um, as this started to come to fruition, the book, we both dove even deeper into the research and started to look at everything that's out there and pulling it together. So a lot of the um, the drills that are in the book came from the work I actually did with my injured athletes. And then um, the whole book came together uh, between sort of that practical experience that I had and then diving even deeper into the research 
Um, and it just, and then it came together beautifully with the interviews that Cindy did with all of the athletes in the book. Right. And so, yeah, that was my big piece of it. I mean, obviously we worked together on all of it, but like Carrie said, that part comes from her clinical expertise. And we both looked at the research and then I went out and interviewed more than 40 athletes. And I found them in a wide variety of ways. Some were runners that I had interviewed before for my work and my work as a freelance journalist. Some were uh, <laughs> strangers I met on the internet. <laughs> no, athletes whose stories I read in other media outlets and thought were compelling and just reached out. And I was... I shouldn't say I was surprised, but I was gratified by how many athletes were willing to share their story. You know, as Carrie keeps saying, there aren't a lot of resources out there for this or that aren't a lot of resources that are shared with athletes. And athletes who have been through it really recognize that this is an important piece. And they were so open to sharing their story, sharing what they had learned, sharing what they wish they had known back then. So that's kind of how that piece of it came together. And then it was clear as I did the interviews and as we started looking at the topics we wanted to cover in the interviews that I did, it became pretty clear like which athlete stories would align with which part of the of the story we were trying to tell. Um, you know, the same topics that we had identified in the research and that Carrie identified in her clinical experience definitely resonated in the stories of the athletes. So that's how we kind of piece it together that way. Are there any of the athletes that you interviewed, any of their stories that stand out, any really great anecdotes about recovery, about rebounding that really you've kept with you in your mind since interviewing them? Oh my gosh. I mean, there are so many of them, but, uh, but I'll try to, you know, name a couple. Um, I think about, uh, there's a basketball player we interviewed. Her name is Jackie Jamelis. She tore her ACL five times in college, five, five times in college, but now it's almost a decade later and she's playing professional basketball Oh my God. in Greece. So how did she do this? She, of course, was smart about the physical part of it. She, after going through rehab a few times, she found a new physical therapist who could address the way she was landing and, you know, help her understand why she was hurting her knee so many times. But she was also really smart about the mental part of it. She kept going to practice. She kept going to games. And she took advantage of that time that she was out of the game to watch the game, to learn where players are positioned, to see things that her teammates couldn't see. Like a coach, almost. Exactly. And so she really learned to play with her head and not just with her body. And that's not only, you know, enabled her to come back from her injury, but it's enabled her to continue her career for so long because, you know, as you get older, like, that's even more important. And she said that's also more important to the style of basketball that they play in Europe. So that, I think, is one incredible example. Carrie, any from you? Well, I think with her story in particular, um, just it, it stands out. I mean, they all do. They all stand out to me. But like to come back from five tears, um, you, it's incredibly difficult to trust your body after that. And so for her to be able to come back then and compete on the professional level is just remarkable. And I love that. I mean, it, it just demonstrates to both the physical and mental process of recovery. And I think a, a lot of the interviews that um, that Cindy did, the athletes will talk about one of the things they got from this injury process was really learning more about their body um, and understanding that more. And so for her to then go and learn, like, how do I approach this now? I can't continue to do th things the same way if I want to come back stronger physically. So what do I need to do different? And then she also saw that piece mentally. And I think some athletes don't always see that because they don't have the resources for that. But she understood there's an opportunity here for me to both come back stronger, both physically and mentally. And she really, um, she just was a great story that demonstrated that. 
And I can tell you about one more if you want. I want. One <laughs> uh, more. There's an uh, amazing um, CrossFit athlete named Kevin Ogar who was in a weightlifting competition in 2014. He dropped a barbell back behind him. I, Ooh, and I I'm mean, already be cringing. Careful. Yeah, I, I feel like I should give a trigger warning before this, but it <sighs> slammed into his back and left him paralyzed from the waist down. And obviously, this was a really difficult injury to cope with. But CrossFit, you know has a really strong community aspect to it. So his community really rallied around him and, you know, it was hard, but he came back and now not only did he come back to the gym, but he became a high level CrossFit coach. There's actually a really great documentary that I'd recommend we check out. We can put it in the show notes about Kevin Ogar coming back to, to be a level one coach for CrossFit. He also helped CrossFit develop their adaptive coaching program and he started a nonprofit for, for veterans. And so, I mean, ultimately a lot of good things came out of that really difficult experience. And so that's kind of a really big picture. And an example of the fact that you can't always control the direction you're going to bounce back when you rebound, your career and your life might not look exactly the same, but there are still ways to make the most of the situation. I'm so glad you brought up community because that was something I knew I wanted to ask you both about because I see a lot of community coming through this project in two ways. And one is the way you talk about it in the book as how Injury can be incredibly isolating and athletes need to rely on their community around them for support. But also, I feel like community really helped you guys write this book, not only with each other, but you've got your Facebook group that I know has been really popular and you host your own podcast now too. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on community in both within the book and surrounding this book release. I think, you know, we definitely know that... Um, Athletes being able to get support is a pretty significant, powerful aspect of their recovery um, and can be uh, and can be either detrimental or beneficial to their recovery. And so we knew that it was going to be like within the book, we knew that it was going to be a part of the book that we were going to talk about how important that was to both understand the type of support that you need and be um, and be empowered to seek out that support. I also knew from my work with um, another area I specialize in is working with athletes with type 1 diabetes, and uh, community is huge in that uh, area that I work in as well. And I knew how powerful it was through that work. Um, I work for an organization called Diabetes Training Camp, running their mental training program. And one of the most powerful things about it is that when we bring all of them together, that they're surrounded by other people that get it. And I knew I wanted to replicate that feeling with the Injured Athletes Club, which is one of the reasons why I thought about starting that club is, um, you know, a lot of times because athletes feel isolated and they feel like nobody else um, on my team is going through this. My coach doesn't understand. You almost feel like you're sort of pushed aside until you can start producing again. And sometimes you are pushed aside, but sometimes we isolate ourselves because it's just painful to be around something that you're not able to do when you're so passionate about it. So I knew that that was going to be a, a really significant part was not just talking about how important it was, but actually creating that for people as well. Yeah, I would say that one of the things that was kind of eye-opening to me about this was really thinking about those types of support. And this is this is probably one of those things that for someone who works in sports psychology and mental skills like you, Carrie, it was like, duh. But for me, <laughs> to actually really... Uh, pinpoint the types of support that you need, that emotional support, that motivational support, that informational support, that tangible support, that there are all these different kinds of support that you need when you're injured and in the rest of your life too. And 
you might not get those unless you ask for them. So like when you talk about community, it's like there's something really profound about not expecting people to read your mind and know what you need. But the fact that you can be open enough with them to ask for what you need, like builds community in a deeper way. And that was like kind of a revelation to me and to see it, you know, to both see it in the athletes that we interviewed for the book and then to see it play out in the Injured Athletes Club has been really rewarding. I think it's so interesting. I've noticed just myself over the past maybe year, two years that the athletes I follow on Twitter and Instagram are becoming a lot more transparent about the injuries that they're going through and their rehabilitation processes. And I think it's a great way for them to get support from people that maybe you don't know that well, but even just those, that little spike of happiness that comes from a comment or a like on your post can go a long way in supporting your mental health during an injury. Yeah, absolutely. I think that support, and it's so awesome to see more people being transparent with that and, and both because other people are going to identify it with that and, um, and feel like I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy. It's okay for me to have these feelings about being injured and I'm not alone. And then for that athlete too, to be able to get that support, I think is pretty powerful. Yeah. I think it has been really interesting to see that too. And I mean, this is uh, kind of, you know, a little bit outside of, of sort of the mental skills part, but I mean, it's just so interesting to think about why that is right. Part of it is that like, because they're able to tell their story directly to the world now through social media, that's part of what their sponsors and their their league and all that is is starting to recognize as their value. So maybe it behooves them to be a little bit more open and transparent and share it. I, I don't know that that would be like a sort of interesting next question to start asking athletes is why why they do decide to share and why are they okay with that? And I mean, we have had some interesting conversations with um, like there's a runner who's going to be on our podcast tomorrow, um, Carrie Tollefson, who talks a little bit about getting support from her sponsors and that they were supportive of her when, when she was injured. But, um, you know, that's always a difficult situation for an athlete. So um, like you said, I think it can mostly be a really good thing that they're getting that kind of support. Let's switch tracks a little bit and talk more specifically about the drills that you show in this book. This this book is not meant to be just read. Like you can mark it up. It's very functional. Uh, and I was really impressed by the sheer volume of drills and worksheets and things that you guys, it was close to 50, right? I mean, yeah. it's a lot. 49, I think. Yeah. Four, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear maybe about any strategies that you have used yourself or maybe anything that you would suggest an athlete do right off the bat after an injury to get that trajectory rolling in the right direction. Do you want to talk about ones you've done yourself? We were just talking about that on the way here. Yeah, I mean, what I would do first now and one that I have found really powerful, again, in a surprising way because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but just the emotion decoder, just like a big yes. long list of emotions. So when you are first injured, sometimes your instinct is to downplay your bad feelings. Sometimes it'd be like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal anyway, or to feel guilty for feeling sad. I don't know. There's just a lot of complicated roller coaster of emotions that happens right away. And actually having a list, so that drill is just, yeah, you circle any emotion that you feel, write them, get as specific as possible. And it's been really surprisingly powerful to me that when you just name something and touch on it, it's almost like you're popping it like a little bubble. Um, it maybe doesn't completely go away, but it like definitely the impact of it decreases and allows you to move on to what's next. It's for sure a cognitive therapy thing. <laughs> Once you name something, you recognize it, you're able to accept it. Um, another one that's really powerful, and I just wrote an article for Runner's World in which I quoted Carrie, and this is in that because I just think it's it's so amazing. Like one of the things uh, 
that we tend to do when we are injured is to time travel, to think back to... What a superpower. <laughs> right. Yeah. A magical superpower. So we tend to psychologically time travel. So we think back to like what happened and what we could have done differently, right? Or we think forward to this race that we're not going to be able to run or the time that we're losing or how our entire career, maybe even or our entire athletic endeavor is going to be changed. Um, so Carrie has this um, time traveling visualization. So this drill is called energy conservation. And you basically visualize your energy as something visible, like string or glowing lava or something like that. And you visualize it going back to that time in the past or going into the future, even like if you're worried about other stuff, like how am I going to get to that PT appointment or how am I going to get to practice or whatever? And you like think about how thin that stretches you with that energy going all of those different directions. And then you visualize it, pulling it back to yourself and like focusing on what you can do right now to change your situation. And just that image of energy flowing back to you and empowering you to do what you can do in the moment and not worry about what's in the past or worry about what's to come is really powerful. So Carrie, do you want to share a couple? <laughs> well, I use all of them. Well, you know, you know <laughs> what an endorsement. <laughs> right? yeah. um, what I love giving my athletes homework too. So it's like both my books are just, they're not, you're exactly right. Like they're not just meant to be read. It's I want you to do things. I want you to put these things into action. I really actually honestly love all of them, but there's one in there, um, good news, bad news that I think is really powerful for allowing us to understand that it's okay, that things are not black and white, that things aren't all good or all bad, that it's really okay to be able to hold on to complex emotions at the same time. Um, and so that, that one's a powerful one for me, um, especially dealing, you know, being in the middle of dealing with a couple injuries right now. So, <laughs> but, um, the other thing that's really interesting, I think about all of the skills too. I mean, there's a lot of crossover between the skills in the first book and the second book. Um, and really the, the, the drills that are in there, like every, almost every single one in the book, in some fashion, I, we, you know, well, I don't know. I'll let Cindy answer for her, but that I used in order to write the book, like in order to accomplish this goal and taking on a significant goal of, of writing a book, I really had to utilize all of these mental training skills in order to be able to go through that process. So for me, that that's really neat too, is that it's, um, it doesn't just necessarily apply to injury, but that it applies to a lot of different goals that you can set for yourself. So they, these strategies can help transcend for real life, you would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the, even great, if you're not an athlete, even if you're not an athlete, absolutely. Yeah. Cause really, I mean, all of, I applied all of them to an endeavor that wasn't an athletic endeavor. So it, so I mean, it's just a different, you're applying it to a different type of performance. Yeah. Cindy, you think so too? Absolutely. I mean, in the time that we were working on this book, I had uh, family members go through job loss, deal with depression and anxiety, have other difficult things happen to them. And so often the things that I was writing about and thinking about in this book were helpful to them. I mean, you know, for instance, uh, someone very close to me lost a job in this time and he posted publicly. He took some time to uh, feel his feelings, first of all, to touch on those emotions. To, to use wallow. <laughs> to wallow. And then he put a time frame on that, stopped, and then posted publicly about it and let people support him. And that was really incredible to me. And so I think that absolutely. And, you know, the athletes that we talked to in the book, they had said, yeah, the skills that I use to manage my injury, I use them in job interviews. I use them to manage cancer diagnoses. 
Um, I use them in all sorts of different ways to really navigate difficult situations and, and rebound stronger. You guys have been working on this book for a year? Longer? Two years. Two years. Along the way, I'd love to hear what kind of things you have learned that maybe surprised you, whether it's within the confines of the book or about yourselves, about how you write, about how you function. Uh, anything that surprised you or really resonated with you that you're like, oh, that's a good thing I should know? Well, I had sort of a surprising thought about a, a phrase that kept coming up in my interviews. So I would say like 90, 95% of the athletes I interviewed said the phrase to me, everything happens for a reason. I just eye rolled. Yes. And <laughs> you can't see that <laughs> or you can't hear that. And I did at first too. I'll, I'll admit that that wasn't a phrase that resonated with me. But one of the things that came through in the research and in talking to Carrie about her experience working with athletes is that so much of mental skills training is about creating your own story. I mean, we have a drill in there called Hero's Journey, which if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell and writing, and uh, it's like a common narrative structure where you talk about the hero goes to battle, he faces obstacles, he rises above, you know, there are different phases. And we talk about putting your story within that context. So you come out the hero. And I realized that when athletes said everything happens for a reason, that's what they were doing. They were creating reason for what happened. They were making meaning of what happened to them. They were writing their own story. And I'll be honest, I have not looked at that phrase the same way again. It actually really resonates with me now. That gives me a lot more hope. I was just reading an article that uh, a writer for a sweatlife.com had written recently about spiritual bypassing. And she mentioned the phrase, everything happens for a reason, as sort of a trite thing that people say when they don't really want to deal with the underlying emotions. Or something. So just sort of writing it off without really processing it. And that's kind of how I've come to think of it. But I love the hero's journey view of it. That's much more positive. I like imagining myself as more of a, a Harry Potter character exactly. in that in that sense. <laughs> Carrie, what about you? Anything surprising? Well, anything that stuck with you? Yeah. Um, I actually envision myself as Katniss Everdeen. So. Good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what was really surprising I, you know, the, the more athletes we talked to and the more people we told about the book, the thing that I found the most surprising was how is it possible that this book hasn't been written already? Like it was so clear that there was such a need for addressing the psychological and the mental aspects of recovery. And everybody that we've talked to, uh, like, I don't think I've had one person that's been like, oh, huh, interesting. They've all been like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Like this is a, I can't wait to read it because anybody that's been injured, it's just, they immediately resonate with the idea. So it really, it's funny. I did, that didn't strike me until now that the, one of the things that really surprised me is like, what, how, how is it possible that this is just happening now? It's crazy. Um, so, you know, there's been other books out there more for practitioners, but not for the athlete. And so I think that was really surprising. And then just something recently that really surprised me was I was out um, speaking at a um, this endurance coaching summit uh, hosted by Training Peaks, and I spoke about the book. And after my talk, I had um, a woman come up to me, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, that was so interesting." There was like a row of women in the front. Um, she said there was like four or five of them, and they were all looking at each other because they thought um, everything I was talking about with coming back from injury they resonated in terms of coming back into their athletic life after giving birth. And I thought, oh, wow, that didn't even, it didn't dawn on me that that's a similar situation where you, you know, you might not be working out in the same way that you were 
um, previously to um, getting pregnant. And so that was really, that was something that was really, really interesting to me too, that there just might be other reasons that something takes you out of your athletic endeavors for a little while um, that maybe aren't injury related, but there's still this buildup coming back into it that, um, that a lot of this will apply to as well. Well, we're getting near the end of our time together, but I can't let you off the hook yet. We have to ask Carrie our other inaugural question uh, and Cindy too, because maybe you guys have different answers or maybe not. Who knows? But I'd love to hear about what a big goal you have for the future is, why it's important, and what steps you're going to take to get there. It's interesting because usually I am such a goal. I love goals. And I'm, I'm such a goal-driven person um, that I usually already immediately have the next goal on the horizon. But one of the things that I tend to do because of that is I'm always setting the bar higher. So it's like, great, got the book done. Okay, what's next? And so I don't... No rest for the wicked. Exactly, right? <laughs> and so I don't... Um, I, and it, this is something I work on with my athletes is allowing yourself to have the time to pat yourself on the back and really like sit with this thing that you accomplished and um, and reflect on that. And I um, And I don't do that for myself. And so really one of the goals right now is to just still stay present in this um, and kind of now ride the wave of how good it feels that we've given birth to this book and it's out in the world. And, um, and so I, I do have a couple more books in me, I think. And so that is probably going to be the next big goal. But right now I just am, I, I think really my goal is to allow myself to do that, to really feel that, um, feel proud of, of bringing this out into the world that and deciding whether my next vacation is Cancun or New York city. Oh, that's the other goal. Lots of pros and cons. <laughs> Cindy, what about you? Well, I mean, I share Carrie's goal of continuing to build this community. I mean, a book publication date is one day, but as we keep saying, this is a bigger community and a bigger effort and we're happy to contribute this piece to it and want to continue to see it grow. But to your point about how important community was in writing this book and how important community is to athletes, um, I have kind of a personal goal that has risen from it. And that is to like bring the community aspect back to my running a little bit more. Ooh. Yeah, I, you know, had been training a lot this summer and actually the past couple years. I mean, I have friends that I meet up with sometimes, but um, but I hadn't like really locked into a, a specific training group for a while. And part of that has been because of injuries. But I started making a conscious effort to meet up with friends again uh, to run at the end of my training cycle this time. And man, I really wish I had done it earlier. I, I had a not great marathon experience this fall. And I think part of that was because I had done so much training alone and it was in my head so much. So my goal is really, and you know, it's, it's kind of bananas because that's really one of the reasons that I love to run in the first place is because of the community. And somewhere along the way, I got a little bit disconnected from that. And working on this project and having this experience has reminded me of that. So I'm going to, I have a few different uh, group training programs, plans, uh, situations I'm considering. So I got to pick one once we get through this week. But, uh, but that's something that is a goal of mine for the future. And I'm really excited to, to get back to it. Well, you know that we like to say everything is better with friends, even surviving injuries, especially running, and most importantly, reading your book. So where can we find your book on the internet, in stores, and where can we find all of your communities online as well? 
Oh, Kristen, thank you so much for asking. I'm a pro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can buy the book Rebound, Train Your Mind to Bounce Back Stronger from Sports Injuries on Amazon. We'll, of course, include that link in the show notes. Or Kristen will. I'm not going to will. the show notes. Um, narrator. She uh, would. Narrator. <laughs> uh, we also have a website, InjuredAthletesClub.com, where you can find that link. You can find links to our Facebook group, also called the Injured Athletes Club, which you can search for on Facebook, too. And you'll find our podcast there as well. So uh, like you said at the beginning, we're sorry if you have to join us, but if you do, we hope you'll find us and we'll welcome you with open arms. Thank you guys so much for coming in and being on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Kristen. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back. So no need to frown. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production. And it's another thing that's better with friends. So please... Share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or a review while you're there, we would truly appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music. To our other guest this week, Gary Jackson Cheadle. Thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing. And of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.